Today is a big one. We are going to talk about how to get started. It is literally the hardest step for anyone with an ADHD brain. I think it's difficult for anyone, but it's really, really hard for us. And so we're going to break it down today. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, (laughs) and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. (laughs) Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. This is one that probably was a big impetus as to why I even wanted to start this podcast, because when I myself was looking for ways to get myself more organized, I would log on to these blog posts or listen to these podcasters or research YouTube videos where people were going, getting organized in five easy steps or getting organized, do just this simple thing. And I was listening or reading or watching it. I'm like, it's not what I needed. I know what to do. It's never been about what to do. It's why am I not doing it? Why can I not get myself started? Why would I try to do your step one Does the first step seem so overwhelming? I can't get started. Since I have created the podcast community with this podcast, I ask a series of questions when you first join. Complete transparency here. It's to help me understand what it is that you have come to me for so that I can get podcast ideas, so that I can make sure I'm giving good advice or at least attempting to address the things that are our biggest sticking points. And over and over and over again, this sense of overwhelm. Where should I start? How should I start? When do I start? Where do, how, what do I start with? <laughs> how do I take the action of starting? These questions roll over and over and over again. So I just wanted to sort of analyze this particularly from the perspective of our fish brains versus monkey brains. And and if for some reason you've gotten this far into listening to me and you have no clue what I'm talking about, please, please go back and listen to the intro where I explain that I really believe we are ADHDers. We have this sort of fish brain, which is atypical to the organizing world. And therefore, most of the advice we get is from monkey brains who see things in a very linear, very structured fashion in which they have gobs of executive function to draw from. And so tackling a problem for them automatically has this clarity of standing at the base of a tree, looking up and seeing the first branch and each branch that they will climb to 
over and over and over again in a forward or upward motion until they reach the top. Set starting point, set finish point, set steps in between, just start climbing. It it seems that easy to them and it is that easy to them and applaud your brain if it does that. It's fantastic. If you're listening to me because you have a family member or a loved one that has ADHD, there isn't a single task for us that looks linear like that. Every task I want to start, I immediately see the 3000 repercussions of, oh, I can't do that step because I have to move stuff over there and over there is a mess and I really wanted to get that in order so okay let me start over here but wait I can't do that step unless this step was taken care of and it's this series of dominoes that my brain actually can sort of bounce around and trace what is sort of the impending doom (laughs) that I'm about to face and then it freezes it paralyzes and it's like yeah mm -mm, not gonna happen. So (laughs) I don't want to leave you with that thought. So how are we going to actually take steps that work for our brains? First of all, quit taking advice from monkeys. They don't see things the same way you see things and them explaining the way they see things is is not helpful to you. So let's, let's check this out from a fish perspective. Instead of standing at the base of the tree and seeing a straightforward trajectory with lots of steps, we are currently swimming around in our random body of water, i.e. our house, that is overwhelmingly filled with things to do in every possible direction and we could swim in any possible direction. There is no clear starting point. There is no clear ending point. There is no linear projection or, you know, path that makes any sense to go forward with. So... What is a fish brain to do? (laughs) Here's a couple things I want us to consider. One is quit thinking that there is a right place to start. Quit thinking that there is a right time to start. Quit thinking there is a right where, a when, a what, a whatever. There There is only starting. It doesn't have any baggage associated with it. Look around and if something's like, that seems easy, I'm gonna walk to that and I'm going to pick that up because I actually know what I want to do with that and it doesn't set off a series of dominoes. Something to do with that act of starting at all, of making momentum happen, of swimming forward, allows our brains to sort of unlock a little bit and not have as much pressure associated with it. Just to sort of give you a real-time example, I just went to Florida to help my son get started on his apartment. Now, there were a couple things in our favor. One, we were starting with a completely clean, fresh slate, which is awesome. Two, we had very minimal amounts of things to set up because he's just starting out. So those things with just, there was no overwhelm. So granted, that was super helpful. At the same time, there was a lot of hand-me-down kitchen things that we tried to go through But I was going through them at different times and so I didn't know if there were overlaps and I didn't quite know how it would suit him most to have his kitchen set up. And so we started like unpacking kitchen stuff and kind of putting it around and I kind of knew it needed washed and all of a sudden the kitchen just seemed overwhelming. So I literally left it midstream, (laughs) pun intended, and I walked through his apartment a moment and I was like, okay, what's the easy thing? Well, the easy thing was he had this tiny little linen closet 
and I knew it would hold towels, washcloths, hand towels. It would hold his excess bathroom stuff. It would hold medicines. It would hold first aid kit. It had very clear, real things that were going to be there. And I was like, okay, this, this I can do. Just that act of going, I'm sure my monkey-brained husband, (laughs) I mean that in the most loving way, was like, why did she walk away from the kitchen? But he knows me well enough to not question those things, and he was doing other stuff. And so he didn't say a word, and the next thing I know, I had the bathroom where it made sense. My son fully agreed, who is also, by the way, monkey-brained, and he was very happy with that. Well, because I was there at the bathroom, the laundry room was right there, and so that was easy. All you need was soap and dryer stuff, whatever. Super easy fix. And then he had already pulled some clothes and sort of just put them on the racks in his closet. And I was like, you know, it might be cool to have your work clothes separate from your casual clothes. How do you feel about that? And he was like, yeah, that sounds good. So we literally just separated those two. Well, this sort of act of momentum, by the time I got back to the kitchen, still overwhelming, still wasn't quite sure what I was doing, but it at least allowed me to say, okay, let me just start washing all of the things because I knew that had to happen. So it was just sort of a clear way to start. And then I started grouping things by this is all related to cooking. These are the dishes. These are Tupperware, whatever. Then we stood back and talked about, all right, here's where the dishwasher is. Here's where the refrigerator is. Do you want glasses next to the refrigerator? Do you want dishes where you unload them straight from the dishwasher into this closest cabinet? Your pots and pans sort of make sense right here by the stove. And all of it just started coming together. I know listening to that, it was probably like, why was that even overwhelming in the first place? But we actually brought down, brought back with us an entire tub of things that initial thought was, oh, he's going to need this. But my daughter was there helping me too. And she's like, he doesn't need all this. He doesn't need all this. He doesn't need two of those. She was a really great gatekeeper in not allowing me to give him too many things to deal with. What does this mean for you in your real time when you're like, yeah, but I didn't get to start in a clean slate and I don't have a minimal amount of things to do? Well, we've covered the where do I start anywhere? How do I start with something easy? When do I start? The moment you feel a burst of let's do this. And I, you're, you might be like, but I never feel that. Granted, I get that. Sometimes we get in a mood and then we walk into something and we walk away because it overwhelmed us. If you have that mood at all, just say, I'm going to do one thing, one, I'm going to move one thing to a right place. If you're like, but I'm not feeling any of it, then set yourself a timer, say, I am going to do this just until the timer goes off and then I don't have to anymore. Something to get yourself started. It was nice that we did have, we were at his apartment for a finite amount of time. So there was a deadline. That's always super helpful. There was that pressure there was the support of having other people there with me working sort of leaning looking to me for the lead on this so if you can rope in a friend or rope in a kid or rope in anybody just to be in the same space because we tend to not back away from something if we've said like even if you say to your kid hey I need you to just watch tv in this room while I'm in this room It may help you feel this presence of a person who's going to notice if you've quit working. So all of those things as support are wonderful. Find a way to hold yourself accountable with an accountability buddy, with posting in my Facebook group and saying, hey guys, I'm going to start this. We'll cheer you on. We'll be there for you. 
I have tried to start introducing Timer Tuesdays where we snapshot a picture of this is my before. I'm going to work on it. I hope somebody will work on it with me. And 15 minutes later, we snap the picture of this was my after 15 minutes later. It's in the brand new stages. That sounds like something that was like, okay, that's cool. I could get in on that. Judgment free, no negative words, just cheering you on with a before and after that feels good to have done. Please, please consider joining me there. All you have to do is type in bit.ly slash joy loving home community into your browser. It will get you to the Facebook community. I hope any or all of that is helpful. Don't despair that you're a fish. Remember, you've got a brain for things that are your wheelhouse, but that doesn't mean we don't have to do some things that are hard sometimes. And we can, we totally can just look at it and go, this is my water. I don't have any rules. I can start anywhere I want to, and I can just see where it leads me. Be open to that sort of fluid way of working. Reach out to me. Let me know how it worked for you. Until next time, choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts and so that I can keep doing a a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com. Or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember... Keep choosing joy.